people try to imitate what we do. They stop before they started cause they got no follow through. So why don't you come on over? You're listening to More Than a Game with Maya LaFleur, the, I would say, a, a top two uh, co-host in the history of this podcast. Um, and each, I don't know, biannually, we get together to talk about issues relating to student-athlete welfare, happiness, uh, the overall experience, um, or anything else that Maya thinks could be uh, important or good for student-athletes to know. Yeah. Yo, 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 it's your girl. (laughs) Today's topic is passion. Mm -hmm. When we talk about student-athletes, we tend to keep them in those two buckets, student and athlete. We surmise that is the sum of them. That summation is often hilariously mistaken because there are people who have loves and understandings for many things, not least of which chasing a ball and going to class, but not the whole thing either. So, let's start with what are you passionate about personally? So, personally, I feel like I have a general set of passions. Um, I'm passionate about helping others, uplifting others. Um, I'm passionate about basketball. I'm passionate about winning. I'm passionate about... Like, making the world a better place. I feel like that's cliche, but I've always, like, said that. I want to make society better. So, like, I'm passionate about that. How often do you find that your passions kind of meet and merge together with one another? You're passionate about basketball, winning. You're passionate about helping other people Mm -hmm. and making the world a better place. It feels like some of those passions really go hand in hand with one another. Yeah, they do. But I feel like that's the beauty of it. Like, they, I don't know. They go hand in hand with another, but they just, it just builds to one big passionate person, you know? (laughs) What is the difference in a passion versus a hobby, and why does that distinction matter when you have such a limited amount of time to devote to things? Mm, Yeah. So, a hobby, I would say, is more like something that you just take a break and go do, like reading or crocheting, which I'm actually, I crochet, and I'm an expert, by the way. Hold up. You don't watch TV, but but you crochet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Crochet was something I took up in high school because we had to do a project, and then I actually started doing it. Actually, haven't crocheted anything in a while now, but I can do it. And no, I don't watch TV because it, it's not. I don't have time for that. But, but you have time to crochet. Yeah. You're make. If I'm crocheting, I'm making something. If I'm watching TV, what? I ain't. Do, not well, doing that thing. But you bring a good point here, which is that you feel compelled to be productive even with your passions. You don't just you can't just waste time. Yeah. Is that something you feel like is unique to you where you just can't sit still and not do? Yeah. <laughs> uh all my friends are always talking, Maya, just like go sit down somewhere. I'm like, No, I can't and we talked about that on one of the PCAS earlier, I think last year. It was like, I, I'm from a family, too. Like, we're always running around doing something. Like, 
when I was younger, we never stopped doing anything. So I don't know. I'm always doing something. And Do you think you could be passionate about rest and relaxation if you ever uh, sat down and tried it? No. <laughs> You'd just be bored? Yeah. I couldn't do that. I don't know. I'd be anxious to do something. How do you maintain passions when you have so many demands on your time? Because like anything else, things that you're passionate about need to be cultivated and they need attention. Yeah. How do you give them the proper amount of attention when you just don't have a whole lot of time to do so. Yeah, see, that's a, I think that's a tough one because with being a student athlete, it's such a routine lifestyle. So you're going to class, you're going to practice, you're playing a game, and then you're doing it all over again. So I think to maintain your passions, like especially in college as a student athlete, just surrounding yourself with other passionate people or people that may be passionate about the same things you're passionate about, like, Helping others, who, people who might be passionate about getting involved in somebody else's life and help bringing them up. So, like, I surround myself with those type of people, and it's kind of like a passion accountability partner without even noticing it. Just, like, they're like, I don't know, they just keep you passionate and keep you pushing forward to do the next thing. So I think that's how you maintain passion as a student-athlete. How difficult was it to find people to do that for you, or is is being student athletes you're kind of already sort of driven in a passion forward kind of way yeah for the most part I mean people like on my team we're all from different places so I really don't know like their inner passions or anything like that but like people I grew up with we're pretty much just passionate about the same things so it wasn't I went out, going out searching for these people but you can notice when someone is like lethargic or someone who who's just living day by day to get the day over with. Like, that's not the type of people that I like to surround myself with. Like, someone who's more dedicated, who's passionate about what they're doing, There's, it's not that hard to find. It's, it Th- those people tend to gravitate to you. In yeah, a way. it's just, yeah, they're just my friends, so. Are you encouraged by teammates, coaches, parents, friends, whomever, to cultivate these passions as part of your collegiate experience or and, and personal growth, or is there kind of a sense that, like, hey, do that on your own time, but now be a student athlete, be focused. Um, in my position, I think I'm cultivated by coaches, parents, teammates. Um, what's crazy is the leadership talk we had this morning when Coach Mid, the first thing he told the students was like, find something you're passionate about. And I was like, wow, I'm doing a passion podcast today. But he was like, find somebody, something you're passionate about and then run with that. And he was telling the students that before he went on to talk about leadership. But I remember vaguely my first meeting my first player coach meeting with coach me he sat me down in his office and was like I guess he like saw something in me and he was like if you ever have the chance to get involved with organizations on campus and find something that you like doing I want you going to do those things and getting involved in those things so I feel like I have a great support system with my parents my teammates they always encourage me like to go after what I want to do and just be passionate about what I'm doing um I don't feel like that's like that everywhere in college sports though because I don't I, the demand for college sports is just so high so I don't like a different level athlete at a different program I don't know if that they're getting that same treatment or if they're encouraged to follow those passions in that way but I am does it also help that you're extremely organized and kind of focused on making the most out of this passions and the student-athlete experience included? Yeah, it helps that I'm aware of, like, that I will have to do something after basketball. So, therefore, I need to be cultivating 
everything into one instead of like just focusing on this and then being lost. You can't compartmentalize. Yeah. How have your passions, or maybe have your passions, changed as you've gotten older and matured, and especially uh, here in college where you are exposed to so many new things and so many new experiences? Yeah, so I don't feel like my passion has changed. I've always wanted to help people, but it's definitely cultivated and molded into something else because when I was little, I wanted to be in the medical field, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't gonna be a surgeon or something. Cause like my thought of helping people was like helping them live. Yep, that's it, that's what I gotta do. It's the only way you can do it, right? Yeah, <laughs> I was passionate about that. So I wanted to go into the medical field for the longest. Like every Halloween I was like a doctor or a nurse. So, um, but when I got to college, um, just realizing like, hey Maya, you can help people in different areas, different ways. So like something I'm passionate about now is business ethics. So that's like, um, making sure businesses are run the right way, make sure people benefit the most from them, and just people aren't getting ripped off most of the time. So I'm passionate about that, and I feel like that will be helping someone in society now. And it, it's molded. It's still the same passion, but it's just molded into something else. Can you a- adopt a new passion at this point in your life? Like, it would be real difficult for you to become super passionate about playing the mandolin right now or something like it's just there's only so many hours in the day yeah i <laughs> i don't know i guess you could but it wouldn't be something i would be like an, become an expert at you know so since my time is consumed a lot by um, just being a student athlete in general I, know, I think you could like one of my teammates she started playing the ukulele and like she learned playing the ukulele i mean she's not the best but she did it Gonna say Tahani. It was Kellen. Kellen picked up the ukulele. What? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know. She's not the best at it, but like, she was able to, she just started doing it and she liked it. So for me, I don't know what that would be or what that would look like. Maybe just start crocheting again. The crocheting thing. Why is that blowing your mind? I've never met anybody under the age of 70 who's like, I really love to crochet. It's it's a it's thing that peaceful. I... It's really peaceful. I need to start back. I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm tripping. No one has ever said, I must, I really got to get back into crocheting and followed it up with, I'm tripping. Like, those two sentences have never gone back to back in the history of the world, I'm convinced. Mm. What about, with everything else going on, in your life, in school, how important is it to take time for yourself? See, I'm not good at this. I understand the importance of it and, like, the resting part of it. I'm, I'm always on the run, so I don't, I don't really take time for myself, to be honest. But, um, I mean, I do take time, like, quiet time where I just sit. Yeah, but if you don't if you don't recharge yourself at some point, do you feel like you're not going to be able to devote as much energy to your passions? No. You just have a, a endless, boundless reserve of energy. Yeah. Oh, la di da. Must be nice to be twenty, no. I guess. And what? <laughs> no, for real, I don't. Mm. No. You just. So how okay? So how do you 
stay so locked in and so focused on the things that you care about them because I feel like you have to have energy and rest to do that and you just don't seem like the sort of person who ever takes the time to take a step back and focus on yourself well I do a lot of that through reflection like so say if I have this and that to do I'll get it done and I'll just reflect on what I did what I can do better I mean it's not really rest it's more building I don't know I, I can rest later Huh. Man, that's rem- that's remarkable. I wish I was ten years younger. That would be so much nicer. When you have so many demands on your time, and so many of those demands have such a huge bearing on not just your present but your future, how important is it to find something to really throw yourself into away from the game and away from class? Can you repeat the question? When you have so many demands... <laughs> When you have so many demands on your time, and those demands are important to your present and your future because it's basketball and it's class, yeah. how important is finding something to really devote yourself to that's not basketball or studying? Okay, that kind of coincides like with the last question you asked. So, what I, I don't know. I feel like to get away, to find – it's. It, How important is that? Is yeah. That do you, huh? do you not feel like it's important? I just, I feel like a lot of student athletes, the time that they use away from basketball and class is just to get better at basketball and class or at their sport uh, because that's what they're passionate about and that's what I for me that's what I do to like like if I'm stressed out I'll work out. Like that's my what I exert my energy to, or how I release like stress or anything like that for me. Um, hmm, I wouldn't have thought about it in those terms because you already have structured workouts built yeah. into your day. Yeah. But it's such a it's such a part of you that it's kind of a place you turn when you're stressed or when you just need to to. Get your mind back right. Yeah, but that's not always the case. Not, not I'm saying every athlete does that because every athlete doesn't do that. But um, just like what Kelly and I mentioned, like she'll play the ukulele. She also plays piano. But like it's just taking time for yourself, um, getting away with family. Family is important. I feel like that's huge. A lot of people talk about, you know, I want to go home. Like time to go home now. Everybody feels that at one point in their season. They're like, okay. Let me go home real quick and regroup, reboot, you know. But those are the two things I would say. Do you think it would be difficult to be a Division One athlete and not be passionate about your sport? Yeah. Because you'd just be going day to day. You couldn't just fake it and go through the motions that long? Not that long. I mean, maybe one day, one day we're like, oh, I don't want to do this, but let's fake it till I make it type stuff. But you can't do it. For a whole season, I oh, don't know. Four years. Four years. That's 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 depressing. Like if you're it not is, passionate it is. about it, it really is. It's yeah. When you have those days where you have to fake it till you make it, how? Do, well, I guess you you never have those days, do you? Um, I like my energy to be genuine. 
So I gotta get my mind right if that's if I get to that situation for practice. If if you saw a teammate who was struggling with it, mm-hmm. who was kind of going through the motions, how do you, how could you help them, kind of reignite that passion for the game? Yeah. So what I do, I like to ask my teammates like, "Why are you here today?" I like be all up in their face, like pushing around, like, "Why are you here?" Like in a playful manner, but like, "Why are you here today? Who are you doing this for?" Like. Why are you passionate about this? Why, where, like, where's the little girl who wanted to play basketball a long time ago? And it, it like gets them back into the groove and gets them through the practice, I believe. So that's what I like to do if I see that. And I ask myself those questions as well. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Because I'm passionate about it. Ah, and now we bring it full circle. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's called finding your closing argument. Uh, what else? What else? What are we missing? I feel like passion is so broad that I've yeah. missed like a thousand different things. It is. Um, with what you just asked, I feel like there are a lot of college students who don't know their passion, don't know their passion, don't know what they're passionate about, and they're like literally just going through the routine. So I would just encourage them to like find out what they're passionate about, like dive deep into themselves and just like. Why am I doing this? Find out what you're passionate about because, man, we all major in something different. Most of us don't even want to major in that. We're just doing it to get through college. Um, So, like, when you walk across that stage that one day, the question, you don't want to ask, what do you want to do? It's okay to be like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. But as long as you know what you want to do, I feel like that's important. And you have to be passionate about what you want to do. Because um, those are two completely different questions. What what I want to do and what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know what I want to do. So I feel like once you know that and once you know what you're passionate about, you can. Sky's the limit at that point, right? Yeah. All right. Well. Also. 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 Know your passion because it makes you work harder for what you want. That's it. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'm not passionate about anything. Nice. <laughs> you cap. <laughs> That's cap. Well, I just, I mean, it, I, I, I show up and work every day, and I feel like I work hard, but, like, I do it because I like to get paid at the end of the month. So you're passionate, you're passionate about the money? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, but. In the wrong still. business. <laughs> I, I feel like it makes you work harder. It makes you work harder. Well, I'm passionate about winning, so I'm going to work harder passionate about helping people so i'm gonna go hard at that trying to help people you do not do anything halfway do you i try not to yeah i don't know i need to do some self-evaluation some rest yeah but you don't ever do that i do self i told you (laughs) not rest you do self-evaluation as you're on the go to the next thing all right well my thank you Thank you. you. Thank you. You've educated us all today, and as always, we appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you, listeners.